Hey guys, welcome to the Bada Boom Podcast. This is Chris. This is Troy. And today we're talking Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Uh, hopefully he's going to bring some peace for us in 2022. Um, he's kind of a joke, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, it's exciting. Um, it's the beginning of the year, and it's kind of uh, DC's first major... Um, tv offering on hbo max you know we've always been accustomed to um the stuff on the cw and some other networks and last year we got the snyder cut which was the biggest thing ever kind of um but it's cool to finally see like oh wow like they did kind of plan to make this rival marvel and disney plus so finally good to see some of that uh some of that show come out yeah, and not to discount anything that was kind of on the DC Universe app. Um, you know, Doom Patrol had some good moments in it. Titans. Uh, yeah, funny enough, could, could I kind of discounted but... it because I forgot those are on HBO Max now, too. <laughs> yeah, but I want I want the HBO Max money in those shows because I, yeah, yeah. I just don't feel like, you know, they're like, they could be all they could be because they don't got the production value and the money that they've got behind Peacemaker. Yeah. so we'll see and you know like you said and this could be if this show does great let's see what else can kind of come out of some hbo dc kind of shows yeah and um we've both watched i know you've watched all three episodes i've only watched fully the first episode um so what are your thoughts on peacemaker there isn't anyone better i can think of than James Gunn to do this character. Uh, you saw the second episode, and there are two things that really made me think, like, oh, yeah, this James Gunn is home with Peacemaker. Oh, wait, it's... wait. Before we get too deep into it, <laughs> it should go without saying, because this is a Peacemaker review, and we'll probably put it in the description of the podcast. But, you know... People will always show up in the comments. So we would like to say, spoiler alert, for the first three episodes of Peacemaker. So watch those and then come back to this podcast. Continue. Exactly. Exactly. Go watch them. Uh, But, you know, like James Gunn is kind of like sitting in a little bit of a sweet spot of kind of being raunchy, but not too raunchy at times. But then he's also got some good subtle ways of doing what he does well with putting music into movies and TV shows. Um, so you call singing into a magic wand not so raunchy? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it, was, it was totally a raunchy show. And like, but I, I'm also like at the point too where I'm like, about 80% of the stuff in the show, I'm like, this is the same stuff you would have Star-Lord do if Star-Lord had his own show. So, like I said, 80% of the stuff, not all of it, but I feel like 80% of the stuff is be like, yeah, you just put Star-Lord in instead of John Cena, and you've got a Guardians of the Galaxy or a Star-Lord solo show. So, for me, I'm like, yo, James Gunn is bringing it home, and he definitely delivered on the first three episodes, and I can't kind of wait to see what he kind of comes out with the next. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? What, what's been some of your favorite moments, and I'll, I'll come back and share some of mine after we hear yours. I think it's interesting. Uh, when the show was first announced, obviously, I think it was announced kind of um, 
you know, into post-production of Suicide Squad. Um, and it felt a little weird. You're like, wait, like, Peacemaker is going to be, like, the first major show on each, like, not a Batman show? Like, <laughs> not a, you know, like, not any of these. So it was a little weird. And then, you know, the movie came out, and the movie was was dope. Uh, and watching the movie, Peacemaker was, you know, he was unlikable. He was a dick and kind of got what he deserved. And I would have been completely fine, especially with what he did to uh, Rick Flag. Um R.I.P. Rick Flag, <laughs> uh, Justice for Flag. Um, <laughs> that I I kind of wanted him to kind of be dead, you know. And you know, with knowing the show was coming out, you know, I knew that post credit scene was coming. Um, so it, I didn't know what the show would be about because I felt like, hey, he kind of was a dick, and he seemed like kind of stuck in his ways. And now with the show. You're seeing that, like, hey, like, that was an ensemble piece that was kind of hard to bring some of that out of who he is and why he is the way he is um, in that movie. And you see it just in the, you know, in the episodes I watched that he's trying to be like, hey, like, he's a dick and he knows it. And he kind of can't help it. He's always pushing people away. There's people that could be his friends, like Vigilante um, and, you know, and other people, but he just he just can't get out of his own way. Um, and I think that's really cool. And it brings some of that guardians feel of it where it's like, Hey, here's a cast of misfits that, you know, they're in this weird world of superheroes or in space yet, you know, it's really grounded in an emotional reality. So you're like, even though I'm seeing like an Eagle, that's kind of domesticated with a guy who wears a helmet that can blow people up. I'm kind of like, this this feels real, you know, (laughs) Um, because of like the way it's grounded in in the characters and stuff like that. And I think James Gunn does a really good job of that. And also like, you know, it, I think what what was cool was like, I thought I would probably get sick of the the comedy at a certain point because I'm like, oh my God, like does everything have to be a joke? But, you know, I love this word. It feels true to the characters. They feel, they all kind of feel like dickheads. So <laughs> I'm actually really enjoying it and kind of um, it is crazy to watch a show that is like this kind of like bonkers, um, you know, the boys has like a dark, you know, tilt to it is very, you know, grim at times. this it's it's lighthearted. So I, I, you know, to contrast that with some of the the raunchiness, the blood and stuff like that, I think it's really interesting and it's the kind of stuff that's going to separate DC from Marvel when it comes to uh, some of the streaming stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. A couple of times where I've thought, okay, this is getting a little too raunchy maybe, or, you know, they're, they're, it's getting to a point where I might be like, all right, a little bit too much. They throw in some point of uh, empathy or something that makes you be more relatable to a character or, you know, just they make you feel something. And then you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm back in. Like, you can throw some more jokes right after this 30-second light-hard moment, and then we're all good. So I got to say, you know, it's, it's pretty good writing. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you know who's, who's really well-written? Vigilante. <laughs> 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 he's, he's amazing. I, I figured from watching the trailers, I'm like, I, 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 I am, you know, vigilante hive let's get a vigilante show but like watching him and just how like weird and kind of like 
strange he is, but hilarious. Um, he reminds me of a trailer park boy. Yeah, it's kind of well. He kind, you know, the first time you see him in costume, he's in the trailer park. So I think it's <laughs> it fits. I see that. Yeah. Like a vigilante, like um, for me, I think it's it's kind of like Peacemaker is one of those characters that you know suits James Gunn, where it's like you know. I think people are perfectly okay with him reinventing it and putting his twist on it. Whereas like, I don't think there's anyone, um, you know, sitting in a basement, like, what did you do to Peacemaker Vigilante? (laughs) It's like, Hey, do whatever you want. And for a lot of people, you know, Suicide Squad was my first, you know, exposure to Peacemaker. And now this is really my first exposure to Vigilante. So um, I'm loving it. To me, these are really the, the only versions of the character. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've briefly heard of Peacemaker. I think leading up to the movie, uh, I started seeing some more comics and some some older comics and stuff, uh, which I'll, I'll mention something I'd like to potentially see later on. Uh, but uh, there's not enough material that I've come across for me to be like, oh, yeah, this isn't Peacemaker. And, like, the stuff I've seen, it's definitely been reinforced by the show so far uh i this is my first encounter with vigilante as well and i think he's hilarious in all the wrong ways like every time you'd be like yeah this guy's all right he's an upstanding he's trying to maybe be a positive influence on peacemaker and then he says the complete opposite or does the thing for the completely wrong reason (laughs) and you're like okay yeah this is this is some good ironic comic relief. Yeah, you know, it, you know what it reminds me of, and obviously it's going back to, into like James Gunn's like bag of tricks. It, it feels like Super. Did you ever watch Super? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I it like feels Super. very much like um, like Super, it where it's just like, hey, these these two are kind of mentally ill, um, and. and they're in this small town and if you think about it even though they're heroes they're kind of terrorizing the town a little bit um so that's kind of what it reminds me of and like the the funny thing about vigilante is like when you're first introduced to him he's like hey man you kind of want me to you know clean up your your place or anything like he's just like he seems like such a sweet kind-hearted guy but he's also a murderer which is crazy (laughs) a dumb a dumb murderer like where'd the cd go with the other cds man yeah and (laughs) and it's funny too because he's even though it's clear that he's a little off he kind of is the smarter one of the two and he points that out he's like yeah, you know, um, you haven't told me who you are. It's like, well, that's why I didn't get caught because, you know, I have this all, you know, all the wanted photo- photos of me are just going to show a guy in a visor in a circle. <laughs> oh, just wait till you watch episode three, man, because that joke comes full circle and the payoff is great. Yes, uh, I will watch it. You know, you can spoil it for the listeners, but not for me, please. Thank you. Oh, no. Gonna, <laughs> you know, I... I don't want to get a text tomorrow or later tonight and you'd be like, you did not explain that good enough. It's more funny than what you said it was. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm going to watch it tonight. (laughs) But uh, yeah, man, I got a heart on this one more time and I got a question for you. James Gunn is killing it with this music. You know, like he is... 
Peacemaker is very much into like the 80s rock, which is, is great. It's great to kind of throw that into the show. And for me, when I was like, this is a sign that James Gunn is truly a master at weaving music into episodes is when they make fun of Foster the people in the show and then they close the episode with a metal cover of Pumped Up Kicks by Foster and the People. And I'm listening to be like, man, this is a good song. What song is this? And I'm like, it's a metal cover of Foster <laughs> the People. I need to Shazam this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, season one so far is pretty crazy. Uh, I feel like, you know, Peacemaker and Vigilante are definitely some of our favorite characters in it, uh, obviously. But what are some other characters uh maybe major maybe minor uh maybe good guys maybe bad guys that you want to kind of see coming through the next episodes that we have left of uh peacemaker um for me you know one exciting thing like when i watched the trailer trailers i didn't know where um Adebayo, you know the new member of the team fit in but you know after episode one again spoiler alert you find out she's amanda waller's daughter <laughs> yeah which uh which is pretty insane i didn't see that connection kind of coming i knew there was something that felt like hey why does this person that seems like they don't quite know what's going on is a part of this team is that nepotism a little a little <laughs> <laughs> um but it's clear that waller trusts her because she has some type of skill you know and yeah even though she is her daughter you're like there there has to be something more um and for me i, I do want to see like it's clear like Waller still has a presence in in this world. So I I I actually would like to see more members of the Suicide Squad. I would like that to kind of come back in. James Gunn has said that he's working on, you know, another show um on a DC character. He says it's pretty exciting and it should go into product you know, he should start working on it after he finishes up Guardians Three. Um so I just want to see more Waller. I really like the Suicide Squad universe. I think it it sucked that it kind of didn't do too well in the box office, but that kind of has to do with one, you know, surges in COVID. And then also it was simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. Um, so I want to yeah. see more of that. It would be cool to see Bloodsport. It would be cool if they figured out a way to bring back Deadshot. Um, I really want to use, like, I want James Gunn to kind of make, like, a Peacemaker slash Suicide Squad universe, you know? I think the the last movie did a really good job of being like, hey, yeah, we're kind of connected to the first movie, but also we could do crazy shit and stuff like that. And that's what makes DC exciting, even though there isn't like some linear universe and you never know what you're going to get sometimes. Um, every once in a while, you get a Suicide Squad. You get a Peacemaker show. Um, so I want to see more of that. Um, they're not really like, you know under the radar characters like Peacemaker and Vigilante, but, you know, seeing those two characters together makes me yearn for, you know, a, a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle show. Like, I knew you were going like, to I like really want to see, like, Ted Cord and, and Booster kind of, like, you know, be buddies and kind of, like, I would love, like, you know, if if there's someone, I, I pray one day there's a DC, someone at DC listening to this, some executive at HBO Max, Jason Killer at Warner Media, just like, you know, they just stumble on the podcast one day and they're like, oh my God, like, I don't know what we're going to make. And they they go up and they're like, oh, wait, wasn't those two guys talking about Blue Beetle and Booster Gold? Wouldn't it be cool to get James Gunn to do that? And I would love that. Like, now that I'm actually like, like 
saw like light pitch elevator pitching it, I'm like, you know, seeing the vigilante and uh peacemaker together, I think he'd be the perfect fit. I don't know if like the raunchiness really fits, but like you know, seeing what he was able to do with Guardians and really kind of make something fun about misfits and stuff like that, that that would be the dream. That would be the dream. Um, we're already getting a Blue Beetle movie, and in the concept art, you do see um, Cord Industries in the background, so we're obviously going to get some reference to Ted Gord in the near future, but I would love to see those two in an HBO Max series, a movie, more comic books, a cartoon for my son, anything. Anything, yeah. Dude, yeah. I think that would be, I know you talk about that being a possibility a lot, but I am on board for it because I think uh, Booster Gold is like, he reminds me a little bit of what I think the writing could be for uh, very similar to Vigilante because he's kind of like, oh, can I do this? Oh yeah, I can do that. I'm from the future and this is the past. And, you know, he's not the, the brightest uh bulb in the lighthouse but you know <laughs> doing what he can uh man i think for me i was thinking like oh yeah who'd be really funny that they could bring on the show i was like yo pete uh pete davidson was in the last suicide squad and i'm like oh yeah but he's dead <laughs> they, can't <bring> him, <laughs> they can't bring him on this now that but, you said that it reminds me it's like oh wait tdk is still alive he is he is and I, I was thinking of that in one of the episodes, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like him, but it's a different costume. So I was like, okay, it's not TDK. But uh, I, I do think that uh, having maybe there's a, a comic where Peacemaker is on the Suicide Squad and Superboy gets recruited and they, they work together. You know, that might be kind of cool if they can bring the actor over from Titans and do something with that and kind of create, you know, a bigger universe, um, which that's how Kevin, that's how uh, James Gunn becomes the Kevin Feige of DC. Uh, but I think overall, man, like there's some cool uh, Suicide Squad characters they could bring out uh, like Killer Frost or uh, they had King Shark already before, but, you know, if they just stumble across him eating birds, you know, stuff like that. There's plenty of opportunity. You got a whole slew of unused, unknown characters that can either get killed in one episode just like they did in the Suicide Squad movie or, you know, others that you can keep around for longer. You know, it's all just kind of kind of depends what they want to do, but there's tons of possibilities. You know what would be a crazy possibility? If at the end of it you find out that people be the person behind the butterflies is Weasel. You know what? I don't think that's really what it's going to be. <laughs> I but... mean, if you think about it, they, they kind of move in an animalistic way and growl, which is very Weasel-like. So, you know, we might have, like, a Darth Jar Jar thing going, you know, where I think I'm going deep into, like, you know, fan theory stuff right now. You know, I'm calling my shout right now. Weasel's behind the whole thing. We look behind the whole thing. All right, I'll call a shot right now, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, it's either poison ivy or some other weird alien thing that we'll uncover." That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Poison ivy is a good one, especially with the Suicide Squad connection to Harley and stuff. 
Um, we got to have Margot Robbie meet a Poison Ivy. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know where the next logical point that Harley comes up in. But um, now that you said Poison Ivy, I'm like, damn. Man, it would be crazy. Yeah, no, I think that should totally happen. And I think there's no way this would happen because I feel like they tie it up with a bow pretty well. And we could talk. We should totally talk about it in another episode. But the Harley Quinn series, if they picked up season three, doing live action away from animation, and it's you know Margot Robbie and whoever they choose to be Poison Ivy, and they just pick it up right there, boom. But there definitely needs to be some sort of meeting or reckoning, kind of like in live action, to you know give those characters the full uh, the full circle of development they deserve. That's free game, HBO Max. Make it happen. Make it happen. And let's keep making it happen with some more episodes. Thank you, everyone, for listening to uh, all the stuff that we love talking about. We're glad that you're enjoying listening and uh, rating and reviewing us. Please keep doing that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Uh, And we'll see you again for the next episode. Uh, coming later next week. Bada boom. Bada boom.